Welcome to Talking Club. I'm Emily, and with me as always is the wonderful Karen. Hi, Karen. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What was that delay? You had to think about it for a minute. I don't know. <laughs> you have had a busy day? Um, yes. Well, a busy week, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything special coming up? So I am going on vacation for the first, my first real vacation in five years. And that's a long time for you. I mean, that's a long time for, I know not everybody gets to go on vacations, but it's a long time for anybody. Everybody should get to go on vacation every year. Yes. That should just be a thing that we get to do as humans. But it's not the case for a lot of people because we're Americans and we believe in work. Anyway, but yeah, I'm going on vacation. My mom and I are going to Paris and we are leaving in just a couple of days. I'm so excited. That's great. So how many times will this be for you in Paris? This is my third trip. So I went in college and then I went again about eight or nine years ago. Eight years ago, I guess. I think it was 2014. I went with a couple of friends and um, now my mom. So she's never been. She's very, very, very excited. That's great. So are you going to do all the normal touristy things since oh, yeah. it's her first time? Oh, yeah. We're going to do like all the stuff. We're going to do the Eiffel Tower. We're going to go to the Louvre. We're going to have a death day and go to the catacombs and Père Lachaise Cemetery, which is where mm -hmm. like so many famous people are buried. Um, like who? And Like Jim Morrison. Uh, Oscar Wilde, Chopin, uh, Edith Piaf, tons and tons of people. Nice. So, yeah, it's this amazing cemetery. I mean, there's lots of just old families. It's hundreds of years of, of history there. but uh, And it's up on a hill, so it kind of overlooks the city. It's just incredible. So, yeah, I'm really excited. And um, we are also going to go to Disneyland while we're there. I literally, just before we started, <laughs> paid off that trip. So... <laughs> That's amazing. I yeah. mean, is it similar to the Disneyland here in America? Yes. Um, so I went a couple, the last time I went to Paris, I actually had a day where I told my friends, you go do your thing. I'm going to spend a few hours at Disneyland. And so I just went just for the day. And um, it, it was in some ways it's smaller, but it feels more spread out. They had more space to build it. So it's not as crowded. Um, oh, okay. at least at the time it wasn't so i don't know um i don't know what the lines and the weights are going to be like it's the 30th anniversary of disneyland paris this year and oh, we're wow. going to be there on bastille day which is the french national holiday and cool. um yeah so <laughs> it's when i was there before i went that was the day i went but then i left for the evening to go back and meet up with my friends and see the fireworks and stuff didn't quite work out the way we were hoping but um but when I was there and I was, you know, buying some stuff at the gift shop and um, and the cashier was asking me, oh, are you going to stay for the fireworks? The fireworks are so spectacular. And so I was just like, oh, man, now that's my new dream. I want to go spend Bastille Day and night at Disneyland Paris. And now I am doing that. So that's I'm awesome. Very excited. Yeah. So do they normally do fireworks at Disneyland in Paris or is this a Bastille, Bastille Day thing? 
I mean, I think it's a Disney thing. I think they, because, you know, here in California all summer long, they, they do fireworks at night too, weather permitting. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. That's so good. I'm pretty excited. I'm especially excited now that I officially get to go. <laughs> did you get your passport? I got my passport. When did yes. you get your passport? Uh, I got it on the Friday um, before we were leaving on Tuesday. So at the time that we're recording this, I got it yesterday. <laughs> That's really fast. Uh, or cutting so, it really close. <laughs> yes. And I know it makes it sound like I'm such the biggest the world's worst procrastinator but <laughs> and that's a little bit of it that is part of the problem but i i procrastinated sort of because i didn't trust the postal service and the government <laughs> when has the government ever done anything wrong i mean they're perfect and i should just trust them with everything all the time exactly <laughs> yeah no so <laughs> so what happened was um, at the time that my, so my, my passport expired during COVID and I like, we were locked down. The world was locked down. There was nowhere to go anyway. I couldn't see spending the money, even though the, I mean, they were open they were renewing passports, but I couldn't see spending the money to do it when I was going to be not going anywhere indefinitely. And it's like, that would have just been time off of not being able to use it, you know? So I just thought, okay, well, I'll just renew it when the world opens back up and when I'm starting to, like, think about planning a trip. And so then I, you know, wasn't really thinking about going anywhere until earlier this year. Uh, I, my mom and I decided we were going to go to France. And so I was just like, okay, I really need to get that done. But then it was, like, 8 to 11 weeks processing, and I just thought... If anything goes wrong, they have my old passport. Like, because you have to send all that in. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, I am just not comfortable with that. Like, I'm just at their mercy. I wouldn't be able to book my trip until I had it back and knew that it was there. So I was like, I'm just going to wait and then expedite it. Since I knew when, you know, approximately when we were planning on going. And the expediting is like five to seven weeks. And I still was just like, I just don't. That's, that just feels like it's cutting it too close. I just didn't trust it. So I was like, I'm going to wait until I can do the in-person expediting. I do not recommend this <laughs> because it's very risky. <laughs> and I'll you say. don't know what's going to end up happening. Because when you do it in person, there's only 15 field offices. I think it's 15 in the United States, like within the, the continental United States. Uh, actually, not even continental because one of those is in Hawaii. Um but uh yeah so <laughs> the way the way that it worked <laughs> so they've changed the way that they do in-person expediting ask me how i know this <laughs> how do you know that it's changed because i expedited my passport last time too <laughs> that time was 100 percent because i procrastinated back in 2010 and i had to go in and you could do drop-in appointments, or you could do you could show up, or you could make an appointment. And I'm pretty sure I made an appointment because I don't remember it taking me that long. And other people were there like all day long, but uh, I went in, dropped off my documents, paid the fees, and then a couple days later, I went back, and they just had like a pickup window. You just walk up, get it. You don't even have to go inside the building. Well, that's not how it is now. <laughs> um, now you cannot do drop-in at all. 
it's only by appointment. You have to call and make that appointment. And you cannot schedule your appointment more than two weeks ahead of your scheduled departure date. So that means that with my departure date of July 5th, I couldn't call before, what did that work out to be, like June 23rd or something like that, whatever 14 days before was. So I could not call any sooner sooner than that. They would not schedule me. And so <laughs> that was like, uh, okay, I'm freaking out. Yeah. And then when they when you call, then they schedule it, but they won't schedule it for more than five business days before your trip, which means that the I could have gone anytime this week because all of the, like Monday through Friday, all of these were five business days before I leave since Monday's a holiday. But um, but yeah. They didn't have anything because they go by your zip code and just start looking for what's closest. And they had nothing in LA, completely full, totally, totally booked. Wow. And yeah. And uh, so then the person I was talking to, she says, okay, well, I do have an appointment in San Diego Friday morning at 8.30 a.m. And I was just like, I will take it. <laughs> I will do that. That is fine. And so I did that. I, I jumped on that appointment. I took it at Friday at 8.30 a.m. I left my house at like 4.45, got to San Diego at 6.30 because it was under two hours leaving at that time of day. And getting all checked in and stuff, it was super fast. But then it was like by 8.40, they were already giving me my form of like, okay, this is bring this back when you come to pick it up. It'll be available between 3 and 4 p.m. And on the paper, it says, do not arrive early. So I was like, <laughs> cool. So I have six hours to kill in San Diego. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a very, yeah. I mean, that's cutting it really close. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's So you can't schedule it. You can't make an appointment two weeks before your departure date and your appointment can't be five days, can't be more than five days before your departure date. Right. And you have to bring proof of your travel. Like you have to bring your itinerary with you, with your travel dates on it. So why do you think it's changed so much? Uh, I think because of COVID. I think that was why they went to uh, scheduling ahead of time. And I think... Probably partly because they want to discourage people from doing them at the last minute. So I'm sure that's a big part of it. So would you discourage people from doing that? Did I you say sure earlier? I would. <laughs> I would. I would not recommend um, waiting. I do think, I mean, the process was very smooth and I actually had, it ended up working out that I was able to pick it up before three o'clock. I was back on the freeway by three o'clock and heading home. But it was very stressful because there were there were times where I just kind of had that thought of like, if anything goes wrong today, mm-hmm. I don't get my passport and we have to change our trip. And then I'm going to have to disappoint my poor mom who's been so excited. And I'm sure that there's a part of her that still, even though we're leaving in like, what, two days, I think there's still a part of her that probably thinks this trip isn't really going to happen. Like, this isn't real. I'm just imagining it, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's part of me that's thinking that too. And it's like, I've got my plane tickets bought. I've got my hotels booked and paid for. And I'm still, part of me is still like, this isn't real. Um, But yeah, so it was very stressful. And then 
Um, and it was also not just like if anything went wrong with the office, it was like, what if I got a flat on my way down there and had to deal with a car, you know, car problem? Or uh, what if the freeway had some terrible, you know, backup or something or like anything could have gone wrong. Uh, what if I'd gotten COVID this week and I couldn't go out in public, you know, it's like, that's true. It just, yeah. So my thing now is like, yes, this is twice in a row. I've expedited my passport. <laughs> I do not plan on doing that again. Although the next time my passport expires, I'll be like technically within retirement age. So <laughs> I won't have any, anything better to do with my time than get my passport. <laughs> They're still good for 10 years? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Five for minors, but 10 years for adults, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember when mine uh, lapsed. It may have been in 2020. I don't know. The last time I left when the country you... was... The last time I left the country was 2010. And then really? before that, it was 2000. <laughs> Where did you go in 2010? Mexico. Oh, I don't remember you doing that. Yeah, it was a family trip. Where did you Most guys go? Cancun. Dustin didn't go. This was oh. with my family. He didn't want to go. So hmm. Dustin's not a beach person. <laughs> you don't say. So, <laughs> so yeah, and um, Isabel was still a little young. So he stayed home and my other brother stayed home, but the rest of us went. It was fun. We had a good that's, time. That's cool. Yeah, so well, I, yeah. Don't wait. Just just renew your passport now. It'll save you $60 and a whole lot of stress. <laughs> Considering how important a passport is to <laughs> travel internationally, I'm surprised the cost was only $60 to expedite that. Yeah. That's I would the have thing, expected like, a really lot more. It hasn't gone up that much. Um, it, it's still, it's $130 to renew and then $60 to expedite it. Wow. Yeah, and that was the same day. And the expediting fee, this is the thing, and I'm, I am not saying this to encourage anybody to do it in person, because seriously, don't take that chance. I knew someone who ended up having to, from LA, had to fly to Hawaii to get his passport renewed same day so that he could fly to London. Oh like, my gosh. So that's why I said, like, if you can avoid doing it this way now, please don't do it. Um, but the expediting fee is the same if you do it last minute in person, or if you do the five to seven weeks by mail wow yeah so do you feel like you're the type of person that thrives on <laughs> like putting things off last um, minute i don't it's not that i thrive on putting things off it's that i i achieve very good results when i have pressure <laughs> like <laughs> i do work very well under pressure i think and I think there's a lot of truth to that. I'll bet a lot of people can relate to that. I think so. I wonder like how many people just do it that way and how many people actually do produce better work that way. I don't know if anybody procrastinates on purpose. No, no. I mean, like a lot of people, I think, think that they work well under pressure, but they don't necessarily. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like when someone is up against a deadline, do they actually produce better work or do they just get it finished and they feel like, hey, considering how much time that took me, I really did a great job. You know what I mean? That's true. I don't know. I definitely don't like to procrastinate. It doesn't make me 
I, that doesn't make me comfortable, but I do feel like at least recently, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but there, I, I, I feel like I'm procrastinating more and more the, the older I get. Why is that? I don't know. Are you putting off things that you don't want to do or do you just not have as, as much time? No, I think, you know what I think it is, is I think I procrastinate things that I'm a little bit nervous about or things that I'm not sure how they're going to go. Like if I have to prepare for something like, for example, a few days ago, Dustin and I were asked to put on an activity for the girls in our church on music. And I decided, you know, I found like this little handout I could give to them and it, it was going to take a little bit of effort to put it together. And I had it planned well in advance, but every, but I wasn't quite sure how this activity was going to go. And I was a little bit nervous about it because I knew I was going to have to be like in charge of, you know, entertaining girls for like an hour and a half, a group of girls that I didn't know very well. And, um, anyway, so I would think about, oh, I got to get this ready and, the day of the activity came and I went to work and then I quickly, and then I had to go to another meeting after work. And then I quickly came home and I had basically four hours to put this all together. And I just, I didn't have time to worry about it anymore. And I just had to get it done and it, it got done and everything went well, but I think it really has to do with things that make me, that I'm a little bit anxious about that. I, I put them off a little bit, but other than that, I feel like I try to plan things and stay on top of things a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's like, maybe there's some science behind that. <laughs> maybe. No, the anxiety definitely has a lot to do with it for me on most things. It's like, if I'm anxious about it, I'd rather just not think about it. Mm -hmm. And so it's very easy for me to just put it out of my mind and not take care of stuff. But I procrastination has always been a problem for me and to the point of like when I was in college I did this uh, it was the spring semester of 2002 when the Olympics were in Utah and if you remember the school like we had a bunch of time off yeah they, they closed the schools uh, for like a whole month and so I had signed up for this seminar thing. It was like the whole first week because there wasn't anything happening with the Olympics yet or something. I don't remember how it worked exactly. But anyway, it was like all day long, every day for this whole week. And it was the seminar on um, the Arab-Israeli conflict. Basically, the Israelis versus the Palestinians. And the guy that, that spoke, I mean, he did all kinds of stuff. It was a really fascinating seminar. And then what we had to do was we had to take something that he had talked about. And it, it was very broad. I and mean, he covered so, like, he covered the whole history of that conflict. And so we could have done, we could have chosen anything we wanted. And we had to um, <laughs> select a topic and then do a bunch of research on it. And then write a paper. And that paper was our entire grade for the class. So it was like a two-credit class. We never went to class again. It was just that that five days. And then that was it. And then we just had this paper. And it was due like a couple weeks before the semester ended. And we had to go and get our topic approved and stuff. And so I had chosen my topic. And 
had that approved and I had, you know, I had done a bunch of research. I had been working on it, but I did not sit down to finally start writing that paper until the day before it was due. And I wrote a 25 page research paper in one night. Wow. And the problem is I got an A minus on that paper, which meant <laughs> I got an A minus in that class, which told me this works for me. Yeah. I should keep doing this. I think it does work for some people. I don't know if that is the situation that I'm thinking of, but I have vivid memories of you locking yourself in your room and writing all night long. Yeah. When we were roommates. I, I, did, I did that frequently. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. And it's like, I, I probably could write better if I gave myself more time, but I don't know. It's like, it's like that that panic of this has to get done and people are going to read this and judge me for it, it really does unlock something in my brain. And I feel like it makes me a better writer. I do not think that's the case of a lot of people. Um, and I could be completely wrong. Maybe it makes me a crappy writer that is just, I'm already like, I have stronger skills than other people do. So it's easier to not notice that my writing isn't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either, but I know I've read, I think the last review of yours that I read was on Top Gun. Mm -hmm. Is it Tom Cruise's birthday today? Uh, tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> anyway, and it was very well written and I liked that review a lot. So was that procrastinated? Um, I would say that was kind of procrastinated because okay. I had time to write that I had a few days before I was supposed to publish it and I wrote it like the day that I needed to get it out so yeah yeah I just I think a lot of times we view procrastination as a bad thing and I think in certain situations it might be like your passport <laughs> if you hadn't gotten your passport your whole trip would have been ruined you know like that's not that would have been really bad yes but I, I also wonder if people procrastinate not because of any sort of negative label we put on them, maybe it really does just have to do how people are wired, how, how they work and how they function. Like I know some people will are a lot more, um, uh, what's the word a lot more, they can get a lot more done it at, at night. Some people mm -hmm. are night owls. Some people work better in the morning or per, you know, more people are, people tend to be productive at different times of the day. And it's, I don't know, I just think it's really fascinating how we all have different strengths and weaknesses in certain areas. And I don't know, maybe it's not as bad as we think it is. You know, maybe it's not. I mean, things like uh, getting your passport renewed, <laughs> getting your driver's license renewed. There have been multiple times where I've been at the DMV on the day before my birthday because I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> Yeah. This expires tomorrow. I'm going to be driving <laughs> with an expired license. And you don't like, I, I do that kind of stuff all the time too. Um, there's been so many times where I've been like, oh, it's midnight. I forgot to pay my phone bill, you know, cause I don't, I don't like to auto pay. I want to actually see what I'm paying, you know? And so, uh, sometimes I forget, I set all kinds of reminders. Doesn't necessarily help, help me. But when it comes to actual like creative stuff, I, I feel like it's not, uh, it's not the problem 
or the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't feel like it causes, uh, what am I trying to say? I don't think it inhibits me. Okay. Creatively. No, I don't think it does either. I really think there's some truth to just people work better at, at different speeds they work better with maybe deadlines versus no deadlines. I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I think yeah. it changes as we age and grow and the circumstances. I t- yeah. I mean, there, you're right. There's definitely certain things that you don't want to be laid on like <laughs> bills and things like that, but the creative process, there should be no rules. That is there should true. be no rules with the creative process. <laughs> I agree. Definitely. So are you a procrastinator, Emily? I really try not to be. <laughs> yeah, I've never known you to be a procrastinator. <laughs> you plan very far ahead on pretty much everything. I have to rein myself in with my planning. So <laughs> you for example. So for everybody that might not know me personally, I am still very much, well, you are too, very much a physical calendar person. I have a physical, um, day planner that I use. I love, I, I mean, I, I use my, my calendar on my phone actually quite a bit, but I also love having everything written down as well. And so I, I write everything out at the beginning of every month, like what's going on that I'm aware of for, you know, the next few weeks and what the girls have going on, what Dustin has going on and all of that. And so I can know four weeks in advance if there's going to be like a little glitch in our schedule that I need to let somebody know about. For example, yesterday (laughs) I sent a text to my daughter's flute teacher saying she's going to be gone on this day because she's going to camp. I sent it to her like four weeks in advance. (laughs) And so things like that, or I mean, there's, there's just, I do that all the time and people frequently people will say, can you remind me when it gets a little bit closer? Sure. I can do that. You know, and we were taking the summer off from some piano lessons for my other daughter. And I reached out to her teacher and I said, Hey, I I think I, we're going to go ahead and start back up probably in October. Kind of once we're back into a routine, we'll pick up our piano lessons again. And again, (laughs) And I'm just thinking, well, she'll just write it down on her calendar. We'll get a date set. That sounds totally normal. It's only four months in advance, you know? (laughs) And she just said, okay, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, let's talk about it when it gets closer. (laughs) And I just can't help it. I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like, I like, I do like to plan. It is very much a type A. I think I have a lot of type A personality traits, the color red. I've taken the Enneagram test numerous times. I always come back as a one and that it all fits. I, I, so I have some of that too. I think, and I am not saying this to mock, I am being 100% serious. I think that I am ADD. I really do. I think I have. Oh, really? I, I really do think that I have some ADD because Um, And I have not, no, I have not been medically diagnosed because I keep putting off going to the doctor. There you go. (laughs) I'm laughing, but I'm serious. Like I keep putting off talking to my doctor about it because I'm like, well, what's she going to do at this point? 
because my doctor already thinks that I'm just chasing drugs because I complain about anxiety and she's like, well, tough it out. You can't have Xanax, you know, like, okay, fine. And so I'm sure if I go to my doctor and say, I think I have ADD, she's going to be like, I'm not giving you Adderall. I'd be like, I don't, <sighs> fine, but <laughs> I just need someone to confirm to me what I already know about myself. So but it's like, I take those online quizzes and things and like all kinds of stuff it, and I fit so many of the markers of it and procrastination is a big one is it really yeah yeah it is i've actually heard of a lot of adults who have been diagnosed with add Mm -hmm. and they have just been like wow i had no idea so add must come in all like shapes and sizes because to me it kind of sounds like something that would be maybe pretty obvious i don't know yeah, but well, a lot and that's of, the thing. Yeah. It, yeah, it does. It does manifest in slightly different ways, and also onsets in different times. Mm-hmm. I think. I think a lot of the problem is just how much, how busy we are, and how much in our technology we are. I think that has a lot to do with it for me. I think it's something that. I think there's always been some of it there, but it just it feels like in the last I don't know fifteen to twenty years, it's just gotten progressively worse to the point where. I it's there are days where it's really hard for me to get stuff done. I can have a whole pile of stuff done on my desk and like so this is <laughs> this is a perfect example of what it's like. So this week because I'm going to be gone on vacation for 2 weeks, I have employees that I needed to get their timesheets finished. Payroll doesn't like need them for another week and a half, but I'm not going to be here and there's no one else to do for my job for me when I'm not there. So I was like, okay, so Thursday, my last day of work before vacation, I'm trying to do timesheets. And so I've got a couple of tutors, my, my employees that are like getting their paperwork to me. And so I'm like in the middle of sending an email to one of my people that I still haven't heard from. I'm writing that email. Someone calls me on the phone for something completely unrelated. So I'm like talking to them. Meanwhile, I get a personal email on my cell phone. So I start responding to that, but partway through that, then my coworker is texting me. So I'm like answering him and I, then I'm like, okay, so I need to go back to what I was doing. But then I'm like, shoot, what was I working on? I don't know. So then I start just fiddling through and I'm opening up all these different windows on my computer, trying to figure out like, what do I need to do? Like, what's the most prior, like the biggest priority right now. So then I go back. I'm like, oh yeah, I need to finish sending that email. So I start writing that email again. And then I get distracted when someone comes in my office and I totally forget. It's just like that constantly. It's like someone's constantly just flipping the channels on me on a TV, but not even just on one TV. It's like multiple TVs going and people just keep changing the channels and I'm supposed to focus on what's happening and I cannot. And that is why I never get anything done. (laughs) So that sounds more like an issue with just how we're living our lives, you know? Um. Not you specifically, right. yeah. but just like how I think how... it's I think it comes from being too connected. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like um I love to read and so I'll usually sit down and find some time to read and then the next thing I know there's a ding, there's a text message, all of a sudden I have an email. It's exactly the same way. We are we're it's really hard to disconnect. Yeah. And there are so many different ways that people can get in touch with us Mm -hmm. and it just technology has just completely changed so many things 
Yeah. And yeah, it's very easy there. And we just have access to so much information. I wonder if that is, I wonder if that is um, contributing to ADD in adults. I don't know. It could be. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's my own totally unscientific theory, but. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Well, I hope, I hope that while you're on your trip, you can relax and unwind and just have a good time. Yeah. That's the plan. The only day that we have specific, like this day we're doing whatever is Disneyland because we had to book Mm -hmm. that in advance to make sure we got those tickets. But other than that, it's like, we're going to, we know we'll go to the Louvre. We know we'll go to the Eiffel tower. We know we'll go to different places, but what day we do it, eh, we don't really care. My mom and I both talked about it and I was like, what if just each day, like that night when we're back in the hotel, we say, okay, this is what we're going to go do tomorrow. And we can base it on weather. So if it's going to rain every time, like both times I've been to France, it has rained at least one of the days that I've been there. So it's okay. like, okay, well, if it's raining, that's not the day to go to the Eiffel Tower, you know? Right. <laughs> so we'll just kind of plan accordingly. and But that's going to be the extent of our planning. So That's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Did you did you find a good place to stay? Are you staying like in an Airbnb or something? Or? We're staying in a hotel. Okay. Um, it's actually, it might be this. I'm not sure, but it might be the same hotel I stayed in the first time I went. Oh, okay. It's definitely near there. If it's not the exact same one, it's very nearby. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, I liked that area because it was really easy to find the train station. And once you get to the train station in Paris, you can get anywhere you need to go. So yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I hope you have a good time. Thank you. And I think I think today's episode is pretty good. Yeah, this has Talk, been fun. I talking, like talking about to you. Yeah, I like talking to you too. And um, are you going to post pictures of your trip online while you're uh, there? Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty safe to say I will post lots of pictures on Instagram. So. Cool. So yeah. people can follow you at at Karen M. Peterson. Cool. And then you can also follow us along on Instagram and Twitter at Talking Club Pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited. We'll have to do an episode when you get back and you can tell us all about your time in Da Vinci Code land. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just kidding. You have to throw in Da Vinci Code somewhere, right? Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Awesome. Well, it was great talking with you, Karen. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.